right, let's get it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this and you tune into the only sports podcast with brains and bars and tonight full of NBA talk. It's another episode of It's a Black and White Thing. I am one third of the dynamic trio. My name is A1. You can call me Carlos. You can call me Dan. Um, you can check out every episode of It's a Black and White Thing by going to the podcast app of your choice, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, searching for brains and bars uh please rate review and subscribe give us five stars please please we appreciate it if you could um and you can also check out most episodes of the podcast on our youtube page by going to youtube searching for uh brains and bars please uh you know again share rate you leave comments we love to hear comments we love to get feedback um, and also to the live audience thank you for those who will tune in over the next hour or so 45 minutes to hour we'll just see what the time, what the time and the conversation takes us. If you're on Facebook, please share the broadcast. Please give us a like. If you're on YouTube, please share the broadcast um, and comment, jump in the comments. And if you're on Periscope, once again, on Twitter, please share this broadcast and jump into the comments. I can see them all. We'll post them on the screen. If you have questions, comments, while we have this discussion, we love to have you guys involved. Um, in my homies' absences, you can go to imaward.com for everything award related. Merch, music, and battle. Same thing for Loso. Everything Loso.com for merch, music, music, and battles. Homie Loso actually has a battle coming up in a couple of weeks. Kings versus Queens 2 versus Vixen. URL Caffeine. Please check that out and support. Um, to all of the new or all of the regulars to the show, thank you. We appreciate you guys rocking with us um, over these past, I think, like five years. Um, we appreciate you. Uh, to those who are new to the show, welcome. Um, each week we go live. We uh, I normally lead off the show with what I learned uh, this week. And so um, I learned uh, a couple of things, a couple of things this week. Actually, three things. Uh, the first thing I want to get into is uh, the first thing I learned was getting. So me and my homies normally have a back and forth, right? We have this back and forth about getting dunked on or getting crossed over, which is worse, right? And I got a couple of homies who are misguided who believe that getting crossed is worse than getting dunked on, right? Well, last week we had a dunk happen um, <laughs> that to me, that, that shuts down that argument for all eternity. Like you can't, we can't have this discussion no more, right? Anthony Edwards, Minnesota uh, Timberwolves exploded detonated, yammed on, posterized, ended. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure if I go to you to Wantanabe's Wikipedia page, somebody probably put the edit in that rec recorded his time of death as whatever time it was when Anthony Edwards dunked on him. I'm going to try to share my screen. Now, I don't normally share my screen during broadcast, but y'all got to see this too. And I'm probably going to put it on the YouTube as well, but hold on. Let me see if I can get this right. Let me get see if I can get this right. Because y'all got to see this. Y'all got to see this live. I'm not going to wait until, let's see, can we make it happen? Can y'all see, can you see that, Perry? I can see that. It's loading. Look, look at this. <laughs> look at this. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> Getting dunked on greater than, greater than, greater than times infinity <laughs> than, than getting crossed over. If you get crossed over, you got to make the shot. Right. You got to you. You got to make the shot. If you don't make the shot, it does not matter. But getting yammed on like this, like in front of your parents, in front of your girl, in front of your countrymen, 
Like, nah, dog, nah, dog. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this, Perry. Hopefully, you can you can weigh in on this debate as well. Which is worse, getting dunked on or getting crossed over? Look, it ain't no question. It is definitely getting dunked on. I think it's a fact because we clearly remember all the missed dunks and we remember less of the missed crossover. And just the simple fact that when you do a dunk, the play is over. If someone crosses you and then they miss the shot, we'll forget about it. So it's no question. It is getting dunked on. Like you said, my boy, Watanabe, we only know his name now because he got dunked on. All right. We don't, we don't talk about Wesley Johnson getting crossed by James Harden as much as we talk about James Harden crossing whoever that was over. I only know because I'm a big basketball fan. But we know Watanabe, right. and we might not ever hear from him again simply because he got dunked on by that boy, whoo, Anthony Edwards. Man. And, and let me say this, like, and to me, one of the defining arguments of whether it's worse to get dunked on or worse to, uh, or get crossed over is I don't, I don't see too many top 10 poster or top, top 10 crossover moments in NBA history, right? Like I can't name a ton of them. Right, like you might see AI, you might see like a highlights package of AI's crossovers, Kyrie's, Tim Hardaway's. You might see a who had the best crossover in NBA history. You can go find the internet is littered with top 10 posters of all time. Like we can name off the top of our head, okay, we got Wade on Verizal. We got Kevin Johnson. Is that on Elijah Wan? Um, Duncan so. on Elijah Wan, I believe it is. Um, you got Jordan over over uh Ewing you got Pippen over Ewing you got Starks dunking on like three four like I can just start rattling off these these dunks off the top of my head crossovers AI Jordan uh yeah that that's the list like I can't give you anything else so I mean like it, it the, the argument is over the argument is over and and yeah yeah, yeah, man. Matter of fact, I, I was so hyped to get into this. I didn't even give you a proper introduction. Please forgive my <laughs> rudeness, brother. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. So it's joining us good. tonight, um, he is an NBA media personality. Um, I was introduced to him. I, I saw a uh, shout out to the homie 83. I believe we we have that connection in common. Um, he was like, yo, you need to check this guy out. Get him on your show. You were interviewing Spencer Dinwiddie um, uh, with a really dope conversation, um, a wide ranging conversation. But he is NBA media personality, Perry Randall III, joining us to break down the NBA, talk NBA on It's a Black and White Thing. My brother, a pleasure to have you on, man. If there's anything you want to plug, whether your Twitter, Facebook, anything, go ahead. Let's get let's get jumping to that. Hey, man, my my social media handle is at P. Randall, R-A-N-D-L-E. You know, sometimes people spell it a little different, but it's at P. Randall, I-I-I, for that means the third, and just an extra introduction. I've never been dunked on. I've never been crossed. I just want to let y'all know that right now. All right. Don't be trying to look up nothing on Google about P. Randall 3 getting crossed because you ain't going to find it. All right. <laughs> Hilarious. Shout out to the homie A-Ward in the comments talking about I'm wilding. Bro, I'm not wilding. Like, it's <laughs> it's the truth. Getting dunked on. Let me tell you something. I remember the time. So I've never been dunked on. It almost happened to me, though. And I'll never forget it. Freshman year, um, at Lincoln Prep, 
playing in a tournament, entire school is there. Was, I forget what it was. It might have been a fundraiser for homecoming or something like that. Entire school is in there. We playing. I'm on. I'm playing with a bunch of freshmen against another group of freshmen. And this freshman squad had all the dudes who was like on the freshman team. Some of them might have been playing varsity. And we're playing. A turnover happens. I'm the only one back. And Solomon, shout out to Solomon, man. Solo. <laughs> Solo has a, a free run at the rim. I decide, hey, I'm an athlete. I'm a young man. I decide I'm going to jump with him. I tried to jump with him. I go up. He go up. And I, I reach my apex. <laughs> Here he come. He reaches my apex. And he kept going. <laughs> and next thing I know, all I hear is, Oh, we both crashed to the ground. Thankfully, I can see the ball going like 10 feet up in the air because he didn't make it. <laughs> Bro, let listen. <laughs> if there's one thing we can learn from this, youth, Yuta, I want you to, I don't know how much you know about American culture, about American music, but I want you to go find a song by Tina Turner. It's from the Thunderdome soundtrack back in the 80s. It's called We Don't Need Another Hero, brother. Listen, <laughs> it's all. We, we we don't need another hero. We don't need another. He don't 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 worry about. It. Let him have them two points. You can retain your dignity. And for the and we won't have to know. We would never know who you are. I didn't know who this cat was until until last week. So like you said, again, let us know what you think, man. What's worse, getting dunked on or crossed over? And believe me, there is a right answer to this question. There is a right answer, and it's getting dunked on. Let, let me go ahead and tell a good story that's similar to yours. I just, it's a, it's a little different yep. outcome. So I, I went to Winnetonka High School up north, and we were playing Park Hill, and it's like one of the first games of the season. And on the other team, on Park Hill's team, they have Landry Shannon. Now, this is before his mm -hmm. game became strictly shooting. This was when he was a full athlete, getting recruited by Wichita State, so, you know, he's feeling he's feeling great. He's putting on a show for all the recruiters, yada, yada, yada. So, like, kind of like your story, there's a fast break that's going on. I'm running down the court, and I'm the first one back, and I see him just coming with the ball. Mind you, I got 20-20 vision with these goggles on that I got on. <laughs> so I, I have a clear vision of what's about to happen. So I was like, I've seen this way too many times. I promise you, I'm thinking about all of this as he's coming towards me. I was like, I've seen this way too many times. And too many people know me at my school for this to happen. All right? So I go ahead and make that business decision to move out the way. He dunks it. Coach takes me out. I promise you, I ain't never been so happy to be subbed out in my life. All right? Because I knew. I was going to be on his highlight tape for the rest of my life. And I just cannot, especially since he's in the NBA right now, I just cannot let it happen. So I said, I'm good. Yep. Yep. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> hey, that's what's up, man. I appreciate it. So I, I, so Perry, I told you that we might have somebody jump in here and shout out to, uh, let me make sure he's called the crowd. He's, he's called himself the crossover. The homie A-Ward is jumping into the discussion here. All right, I'm going to add you to the stream, A-Ward, but know that I, I reserve the right to kick you out if you get up in here talking crazy. A-Ward, what's going on, man? You can't. It's no echo, right? Because I'm just on my phone. Sometimes when the, when the noise comes through. You good? You good? First of all, Perry, thank you so much for joining the show, bro. 
I appreciate you most definitely. Yes, and I'm sorry, A1's going to talk about himself a whole lot. Even he invited <laughs> you to come on to the show. He's going to tell all the stories about his high school basketball days and all that good stuff, you know, but just uh, just keep it moving. But I just want to say this much. You, you know what the 72-hour rule is, right? The 72-hour rule is like if you just ignore it, you, you'll forget about it, right? Okay. Most of the time when you get dunked on, there's a 72-hour rule, right? Now, mind you, we ain't forgetting about – we're not forgetting about the Anthony Edwards dunk. But the reason why you said you got AI and Jordan, and that's all you can think of, right, is because it doesn't mm. happen often. So if you get crossed up crazy, you're going to be on that list, and you're going to be one <laughs> of the top five ever because it don't, it don't happen like when you get dunked on. So what I'm saying what, is – Where's the you, list? If you cross me up so crucial, uh, <laughs> well, probably, probably Curry. It might not even be a crossover. Maybe Curry uh, in and out of the Clippers. Was it the Clippers? Was the Clippers? Yep, the whole you, team. I mean, I mean, that wasn't necessarily a crossover. That was like some Harlem Globe Globe Trotter <laughs> stuff. Now, if you say him when when C he stepped on CP 3s shoe, right, and he stepped on the shoe, and then <clears> like he kind of wobbled. I give you that, even though it wasn't a real crossover. He stepped on the shoe. Right. So what I'm saying is. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of instances where people get a little push off or whatever like that. And we usually like, oh, it's, it's, it's cool for like number four on the top 10 on ESPN for that night or whatever or something like that. But if you really get crossed over in a game, bro, the, like the, the whole fall down, the fact that he doesn't even have to make the shot for it to be <laughs> like lethal and detrimental to your whole ex existence, man, because when you get dunked on, they got to make it. You know what I mean? So that's all I'm saying is like it's so rare and few and far in between that somebody really gets disgustingly crossed, you know. Um, so that's why to me, man. Yeah. And plus, like as a defender, like you can get dunked on playing good defense. When you get crossed, you was not playing good defense. <laughs> hmm. I, 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 I disagree. I think that's the only way you can get crossed if you're playing good defense. <laughs> Okay, yeah, maybe you was just not fast enough. You just you just lacked in one category <laughs> of your defense. Hey, I will I will agree with you though on this is that the crossover highlights are definitely more rare. Yeah. But I will say that that John Morant over Kevin Love duck was talked is still talked about to this day, and he missed he it. He didn't even get it. He didn't even. That's the one where he like jumped from like the free throw line, right? Somewhere yeah, around was, there, he took off. Yeah, Trampoline was on the court that day. Yeah, it was something. And he crucial. didn't even land a dunk. When we and we talk about that's all I'm saying, bro. Like it's it, it it's worse, man. Shout out to the people in the comments, man. Shout out to the homie Gritty. Uh, he says dunked on hands down. Shout out to the homie Los. He said, bro, I think he was talking about me, bro. Been dunked on before. <laughs> I, bro, I got dunked so on. I got dunked on in high school. I got dunked on in high school. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to box out. I mean, I was trying to box out. I wasn't fake, like you know, I just turned around and boxed yeah, yeah. out. Dude missed it. Another dude came just on top of it like that. Wham! Just <laughs> had to hold on. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't fun, but I mean my back was turned to him. I was boxing out. I was doing what I was supposed to. <laughs> but see, that's them not those aren't bad. Like it's not that bad when you get when it's the putback because you don't know it's coming. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I you know, actually somebody did get me on the oop, right? Like I didn't know the oop was coming. I thought I was gonna be able to get to the pass, and all of a sudden, somebody, you know, you still the presence on your back. You're like, "Yo, where are you coming from?" But yeah, yeah. But let well, us know I what y'all put it right. We're creatures of the whole prisoner of the moment thing. If last week, um, 
a point guard would have crossed somebody up so ridiculous that everybody was talking about it. Everybody's mind right now would be on getting crossed up. You know, like we we love the Anthony. I love the Anthony Edwards dunk. I, I posted it a million times or whatever. But I also do think that a lot of people are like right now are just feeling the pain of the young boy that that for some reason <laughs> risked his uh, his his NBA career on that. So. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what y'all think, man. What's worse, getting dunked on, getting crossed over? Uh, hit us up Facebook, Twitter, uh, IG, brain search brains and bars. So the other thing I learned, I had, you know, I got actually I got two more things. So second thing I learned was, you know, another uh, talking about viral moments. Um, this weekend, Cam Newton was at a seven on seven tournament. Um, young boy decided to get a, you know, I mean, look, I get it, right? You're you're an athlete. You're a young athlete. Um, you know, you think you're one of the best in the world at that age. And he ran up on Cam Newton, started talking a little crazy to him, said, called him trash. He called him another word, but it's a family, it's a family show. So I won't call him what he's telling him, <laughs> won't repeat what he said. He said he was trash. He said he was a free agent. Cam tried to talk some sense to the young boy, asked where his, where his father was, so on and so forth. And listen, man, I learned that sometimes humility will can take you need that you as a as an athlete, you have to have confidence, you have to have cockiness. But at the same time, you got to know when to be humble. And that young man in that moment, like you can have some fun back and forth with Cam. But when you start to get disrespectful and I've seen people try to defend it. Let me tell you all something. If my mama saw me online talking like that to a grown man, forget about Cam Newton, just another grown person. If my mama saw me talking like that online, you better believe I would be online on IG live within the hour. Saying, you know, I would just like to uh, extend my humble apologies to, to Mr. <laughs> Duke. Um, I apologize for for the language I used and the way I was talking. My, I was raised better than that, and mm-hmm. I, I, I apologize to my parents. Like, bro, like, I get it. It's okay. Talk your talk, young man. Be confident, but please know when, when, and where to talk that talk. It's cool to talk and talk to your peers. It's cool to talk that talk to them boys. But you talking about? A guy again, and people have kind of you know talked about it. Acho has some great comments about shut up and listen. But you, someone who's been where you're trying to go, who has made, like Cam said, I'm rich, who's made millions of dollars, someone who could buy you if he really wanted to, you know. And so be humble, you know, talk your talk, but know, know, know when to hold them and when to fold. You know what I mean? So that that was the second thing I learned this week was you know and. To me, like the people who were defending, who were getting on cam, I didn't really understand. The people who were defending him, I didn't. I like my professional athletes to be braggadocious. I don't, I don't, I don't like the Russell Wilsons of the world who are just like, don't tell you nothing, don't say nothing, real, real humble. Like, talk your talk. Like, professional athletes are the one percenters of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a finite number of jobs in professional sports, and they got them from the the best player to the bum. Because the bum could step into any gym in America and wash us. You know what I'm saying? So talk your talk. But again, know when to play the humble rap. Um, so that's the second thing I learned this week. Last thing I learned this week is um, episode 38, I believe, me and my wife did a review of The Bachelorette when Rachel Lindsay, the first black bachelor or bachelorette to ever appear on the franchise, happened. And that's coming again. We're doing it again. If you've been watching The Bachelor, Matt James, first African-American male to be The Bachelor on the series. He's down to, I think he's down to the final three. They just had hometowns. So, fellas, tell your girls, or if you watch The Bachelor, join me. 
Because once we had a finale, we go on live on the channel, on the <laughs> channel, we break down the Bachelor finale, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time. We're going to talk about everything, baby. I, I, listen, I don't. I only watch the franchise with Black Where's people. Where's that little uh, around the horn thing where I could put, take the points <laughs> away from you or, like, mute you? I'm over here like, all right, Kalashaw, get off the screen. <laughs> hey, we back. We back. That episode did good numbers, too. But we back. We're going to be live on the channel. We talking everything bachelor related to this season. Um, we're gonna have a good time. So those are the things that I learned this week, man. Y'all can hit me, hit me up what y'all learn on uh Facebook, Twitter, IG at Brains and Bars. Uh Wars issue here. You know what you're looking forward to this week. Well, you know one thing about Tennessee fans, right? Tennessee Vol fans are the best fans in the world, right? And here's why. Because football season starts, and then by the sixth game, we're three and three, and we write off the football team, and then we're like, yo, our basketball team is going to be crazy this year. So we start watching basketball, right? And then basketball <laughs> season starts, and we're supposed to be top 10 in the nation, and then we start falling off, and we're at 25th. And guess what? Our baseball team is number 15 right now. They won 21 to one last night. They dropped eight runs in the first inning tonight. This week, I'm now a Tennessee baseball fan, and I'm to be determined on, on what happens in basketball. So that's what I'm glued to this week is watching uh, our baseball team get back to Omaha, hopefully. All right. So, Perry, if you can't tell by all the Tennessee gear he's wearing, he's a, nah. he's a volunteer fan. I need to wipe my glasses real quick. Hold on. <laughs> no, nah, I saw it clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> but, yeah, but – Shout out to the homie Shock. He says nobody watches The Bachelor. Watch how me watch the numbers this this live dude will not <laughs> trust me. But anyway, let's uh let's get to the topic of the hour. We want to get jump into this NBA talk, man. Um, this is why we invited Perry here. We're glad to have him with us. Um, so I, I wanted to start this off um by just simply asking, like, like you talked about playing ball in, in high school, but like when did you fall in love or when did you like know like yo this is a sport that i'm really in tune with that i really that i that you want to cover um when did you fall in love with basketball to be honest man i've been dribbling the ball since i came out the womb i can't even lie to you now nah, i'm just playing this is my cry around like i was y'all was shaking y'all head y'all was going with it i, I love it and then wrong with a little hyperbole you know what i'm saying i i was i was with you i was with you <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've been playing since I was probably about three. My dad, he gave me a ball, you know, picked me up and put, let me put the ball in the basket. And then after that, it's just always been in my system. So just always been playing it. And then, of course, just growing in it and learning it more and more. And then when it came to college, I was getting recruited. But I was like, you know what? I really don't see a future in this, not the future that I want. Mm -hmm. So I decided to just talk about basketball and it kind of worked out for me because I began to realize that I had a gift with words. So uh, combining that with my passion of basketball it comes together and it works amazing for me. Uh, as you guys can see, I'm thankful for all the blessings that God has able to, been able to do for me so far. But man, just playing basketball, that's all I've known my whole life. That's what's up. That's what's up. So you talked about getting recruited. Like, what was that process like as you were going through like your high school years? Honestly, man, it was hard because not because not because of my skill, but because my my team was not good. Now, mind you, I'm on that team. I'm not doing my job either. But mm -hmm. I was good individually, but on my team for 
uh, Winnetonka, we weren't that good. We didn't win too many games, so that is why it was hard. But, uh, you know, thankfully I was able to still get some looks. And uh, like I said, it was hard, so I didn't get too many. So I had to – I was like, you know what? Like I said, there was not too much of a future with this thing, so I'm going to have to switch over to something else. But there was a way for me to stay involved with basketball. That's what's up. So – is Landry Shamit is that the best player you played against in high school? Uh, let me be honest. So, so somebody who's been to the league, yes, I'll say Landry Shamit. But the best player that I've ever played in my entire life, I have not beat him to this day. I'm going to have to find a way to just, you know, take some pills or something. I'm going to have to go against my boy Marcus Walker, Ryan House basketball. <laughs> Me and him, yeah. I was one of the first people that he ever trained. And uh, so I'm, I'm in the gym with him every single day. And, you know, there's days where I'm up nine to one. We're going to 10. And he just wow. puts the clamps on me because he's played professionally overseas. So he know what he's doing. Yep. Now, mind you, he is also hacking me the whole time. Don't don't get it twisted. <laughs> the brother got some moves. Don't get it twisted. All right. But, uh, you know. He was able to like really teach me the game, and I will always say that that's the best person that I've ever played against, Marcus Walker. So, like coming up, like who were the guys that you tried to emulate in, with your game? Uh, I always look to the league. I've always been a fan of the NBA. I never really get into like college unless it's March Madness. But when it comes to the mm -hmm. NBA, Kobe was always number one for me. He just was my Jordan. For like the past generation, they had their Jordan. He was my Jordan. And as I learned more about the game, I was able to learn other aspects of the game. So with that being said, I think because uh, Kobe retired, I had to find somebody new. So like right now, my favorite is Dame Dollar. So he wasn't really a part of me growing up. But yeah, Dame Dollar was probably uh, – my favorite player right now, but growing up, it was just Kobe. That's it. He did everything. Like he, like he. I, I don't think he ever had a flaw in his game. So I didn't need to look for anybody else. And I'm not no stack. I don't have no stack build. I'm six foot. So I'm like, all right, let me just work on some footwork or something. And that's what I learned from Kobe. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, cool, cool. So let's let's since you brought up Kobe in the NBA, let's go ahead and transition into that and let's talk about the league thus far. Um, so. I want to get your perspective on this. So, like, you know, when COVID hit and lockdown happened and, uh, you know, basketball went away for, what, about four or five months? So I think it yeah. shut down in March. It didn't come back to August. Um, and, you know, they decided not to do the bubble again this year for you know several reasons. Um, but I wanted to get your take on how has the, the viewing experience been for you while, while watching this in the watching the NBA in this COVID era with either no fans or of severely limited capacity. Well, I think specifically for me, it hasn't really affected me just because I'm so in tune of what's actually going on. I don't even notice that there's no fans there. I'm so focused on like the type of defense that the other team is playing and the way they run the pick and rolls and what they're looking for and all that type of stuff. So I really don't notice uh, many like not the fans not being there maybe like when they show like a, a low view and you can just see like the team's logo in the background that's when i'll notice it but other than that i really don't notice it but now they like making a big thing about fans coming back into the arena so now 
I am becoming more aware of it, like how they allow fans into Madison Square Garden the other night and also Barclays Center. So I'm I'm starting to see it. Like I'm happy for the fans that are going back to games, but I can understand from a general audience perspective, like, man, you don't feel that energy. I'm sure the players feel the same the same way too. I heard LeBron talk about it, how it's just a different atmosphere. There's no energy and they really miss the fans. Yeah, and I and I'm of that same mind and that same perspective. Like, like for me, when when they first came back into the bubble, um, I was hyped, right? Because this is sports coming back. Like they were one of the what second league, I think NHL might have started a little bit before them. MLB, I don't know if MLB had, but you know, like I was hyped to see them come back. The basketball was really good in the bubble, lots of close games, lots of classic games. But like, and, and I've talked to this with the homies. I'm like, yo, the view. To me, the NBA, not just the NBA, but college too. And Ward, I'll have you speak to that in a second. Like the 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 viewing experience with not having the fans there in the arena um, from a college basketball perspective, not having that band there, not having those cheerleaders there to hear them cheer while the thing like like it's it's dope because it feels like rec league a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like open run where like you go play ball at the gym and you can hear everybody. Yo, you can hear everybody yelling, switch, 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 switch. Cut, go, go. Like you can hear all the commands and all the back and forth. Like it was, it's dope from that perspective. But man, I cannot wait until we get out of this this COVID situation and we can hear, you know, you can see, you know, Dane hit a game with her or like Luca, right? Luca hits the game with her last night. And, you know, the place explodes because Luca just hit this step back three, um, you know, to, to seal the game. So, so Ward, I wanted to like get, get your thoughts again, being a college guy, right? like you're more college than NBA. Like, what has your viewing experience been watching, like, the college game? Yeah, it's, it's rough, man. I watched uh, Kansas and Texas last night, and, you know, that's a it, – it was in Texas. It's, a, you know, 14 against 17. Uh, went to overtime. Texas ended up winning by a point. Um, down the stretch, you got foul calls. You got all kinds of stuff going on, and you're just thinking to yourself, like – man, this crowd would be rocking right now. I remember, what, four or five years ago, imagine Buddy Hield against Texas. I remember he dropped, like, or not Buddy Hield against KU. I remember he dropped, like, 40-something yep. in, like, a yep. double overtime game. And after the game, like, Lawrence, like, gives him a standing ovation as he's walking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's moments like that that, you know, in the college realm you're missing out on. Not to mention, like, these guys go to college for a year or something like that. And when you're walking around college as a KU basketball player, you're like big man on campus. I'm a KU basketball player. You know, the student section in college, everybody comes to see you play in person. It's kind of like just another aura or another thing that you can attribute to your confidence in life going on to the NBA or your swag or whatever it may seem, you know. So I often wonder what it's like for the one and done guys in college that are just there playing in a, you know, uh, in front of five to 7,000, you know, people. Um, I, I, let's be honest, you can't even in that five or 7,000 get close to each other. So it's not like a, a cohort of 16 or 24 or, or 50 people are over here getting crazy or anything like that. So it is definitely takes a lot from it in the college game. I've been a critical before, before up until like the Oklahoma city thunder fans of just NBA games, not really having that type atmosphere, but then you saw the thunder started to provide an atmosphere, you know, when they were going through their runs with, you know, Russell and uh, KD and them of that college like feeling. And then there's been some other teams, like you said, like, like uh, Portland and different things that I've kind of missed out on but i'm parrying this one like when i'm watching the nba like i don't know i i don't pay too much attention to the to the crowd as much as as much as i do in the college um the college realm but i as a basketball player you know like 
I can imagine that it is just you. I mean, to me, like you almost get lost in it. You know, you, you, the, the shot clock's winding down. The crowd's right. making noise. It's the fourth quarter. It's like, you know, the crowd's going crazy. They're standing up in the last two minutes because every possession's huge. You know what I mean? So, like, those type of things are what you're missing out on, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, too, I'm, I'm ready for them, for them to get back. So I, I will say that uh, I was thinking about it while you guys were talking. The one time that I was like, man, this would be crazy if the fans were here. And it was – not even in the game. It was green night for the Lakers. And I'm just thinking about mm. af- after Kobe had passed away, LeBron gets his first ring with the Lakers, just all of that. I'm, I'm just sitting there, especially after having to watch, like, all the uh, ring nights that I watched when Kobe was winning rings with the Lakers. I'm just yeah. like, man, I can imagine what this would be like, especially after Kobe passed. Like, this, this place would be yeah. going crazy. So that was the one time where I was like, man, I really – wonder what it would be like if the fans were here. And the other yeah. thing is, how many great memes are we missing out on? Like, can you imagine <laughs> all the, the surrender cobras from the <laughs> Anthony Edwards dunks or, you know, like the kids yeah. crying in March Madness? Like, we're missing out on great material here. <laughs> Man. Yo, and so I got the opportunity to go to um, Oklahoma State when they played Texas uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and they are allowing fans in the stands. I don't know how many people were there, maybe about a thousand, but like it's still like it got loud, you know what I'm saying? That game was competitive, I think it went double overtime. Um, and like it was like again, like that atmosphere, man. Like when you have when you're able to go to a game and have and be in the stand, like even they even though I'm not a fan of either team, like just having that energy would be dope. Right. Quick side story from that. So halftime comes, I'm outside. Um, they got a um of Freddy's, like concession stand. So I hit Freddy's up, get my $10 burger. That burger was $10. <laughs> get my $10 burger, sit down to eat it, and I see this cat, and I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, man, this guy look mad familiar, man. He look mad familiar. I'm like, yo, does this dude work for my company? Because we got an office in Oklahoma City. So I'm like, did he drive to Stillwater, come taking the game? I keep looking, looking. So then I see this another gentleman beside him, pretty tall. He takes his mask off to take a sip of water. I'm like, oh, snap, that's Mike Dunleavy Jr. And so then it clicks. The dude he's standing next to is Bob Myers, the GM for the uh, the Warriors. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm about to go holler. I'm about to go talk to him. So I walk up to Mike Dunleavy, like, Mike Dunleavy Jr., right? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, and I can't say big fan. I'm not a big fan. I mean, you're, you're Mike Dunleavy. <laughs> Come on, you can still <laughs> you, say you, that. You, you know how many times good stuff? <laughs> Listen, bro, I was not there to talk to him. Like, I just wanted to at least acknowledge his presence. Like, I wanted to be nice and cordial. So I'm like, Mike doesn't even do it, right? Yeah, yeah, Mike. Cool. Nice to meet you. I turn to Bob Myers and I take a step towards him. And like he's on, I didn't know he was on the phone call, right? He might have been lying to me. But he 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 goes. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I walk away, eat my burger. I tell Jesse, because you know, we roll with, with the homie Jesse up there. So I, I finish my food. I go to blow my nose. They're in the bathroom washing their hands, right? Like, I'm tracking them. I've been watching them. I'm oh, like, my cool. gosh. As soon as I blow my nose <laughs> and wash my hands, I'm about to ask them, like, yo, who are y'all here to see, right? Because Kobe, uh, K. Cunningham, and um, Greg Brown, right? Like, those are two lottery, like, projected lottery picks. So they got to be there to see one of them because I think they got Minnesota's first-round pick. Um, and I don't know how high Minnesota has it protected. Bro, I swear it was like they vanished. 
I was only five <laughs> seconds behind them. Not even that. Like, bro, they walked out. I, I went one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi to finish wipe, wipe, wash them, uh, drying off my hands. Gone. And I'm like, dang. <laughs> like, I wanted to talk to Bob Myers, yo, to see, see who he was there to see. But anyway, that was just a little side story. So, <laughs> let me you on. I told you it's going to be um, all about him, Perry. I told you. Yeah, I'll cut that out, bro. I don't normally have stories. All right. <laughs> So it's not about me. We're talking about the NBA with uh, NBA media personality Perry Randall the third. You know, it's a black and white thing. NBA All Star roster was revealed in full last night with the reserves being named. Um, you know, and it's a who's who, right? In the West starters, you got Doncic, you got Curry, James, Jokic, Jokic, Leonard. Um, in the East, you got Kyrie, Bill, KD, Giannis, and Embiid as the voted starters. And then I won't go through all the reserves, but unless you need me to, if I can go through them, if you need me to. But I want to talk about snubs, right? Because that's the first thing that people jump into when you talk about who 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 should have been there and wasn't there. So, Perry, I want to start with you. Like, and hold on, but I'm going to put this additional caveat in there. If you name somebody, who do you take off? Okay. So, if you name somebody, who do you take off? So, I think the number one clear one is Devin Booker. Uh, that's of course what everybody was talking about. One and then two, he deserves it. You know, being I believe fourth in the West, uh, along uh, with Chris Paul. You know, Chris Paul, he he gonna come to that team and do all the intangibles. But at the end of the game, you know who's getting the ball is Devin Booker, and we've seen that all season. Uh, they've just blew out the number uh, five seed Trailblazers the other night. But if I'm going to name him, I'm going to tell you exactly who I'm taking off, and it's got to be Zion. I do not know. Actually, I do know why. But I get that the coaches really want to see a show, but, you know, the Pelicans, they are nowhere near the caliber of team that the the uh, Suns are. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think they should have put Zion on there. And he's having a great season. Mind you, I love Zion. I love the type of person he is on and off. Of course, I don't want to seem like a hater. But at the end of the day, when you have a team that's as good as the Phoenix Suns, I think if you're going to put Chris Paul on there, then you definitely have to put Devin Booker on there. You still on mute? You still on mute? <clears throat> Appreciate it. You got Good anybody up. from the East that uh, that you think should have made it? Oh, man, so I haven't watched enough Knicks games. Of course, they don't play too many Knicks games on on national television, but. I do really like Julius Randle being on there. I think the only person who really deserves consideration in the East is probably Sabonis. And when it comes mm-hmm. to a, a guy mm-hmm. like Trey Young, I can't. I don't like to reward losing. I think you got to be winning at some some level. Now, understand that there's no specific criteria when it comes to being All Star. Almost any award in the NBA, so it's hard to kind of you know decide who's who, but. I think Sabonis has the best case for being an all-star. And if you're going to take somebody out, I would probably say Nikola Vucic because oh. uh, I, I, I I never liked when Al Horford used to make the all-star team just because I know he was never going to do nothing in the game. I hated it. Now, mind you, like him, he's a great player, too. I love what he brings to teams, like what he's doing for Oklahoma City right now bringing that veteran presence, but I do not want to see you in an all-star game at all. I barely want to see you in a, in, in a normal game, let alone an all-star game. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing with Vucevic. I, he's a, he's a nightly double-double. I ain't going to take nothing away from him, but 
I like Sabonis passing way more than I, I like seeing Boucher just rebound. So that's that's what I would say. I would probably say Sabonis in the East. That's hilarious. You call him, you called uh Vucci Man European Al Horford. That is hilarious. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> they relate it somehow. I... <laughs> so <laughs> I don't you actually brought up a great uh a great uh in the West of adding book and removing Zion. Mm-hmm. And like when I looked at the list and kind of studied it, I was like, well, I don't really have no arguments for nobody who should be removed. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm like you. I think you got to reward winning, yeah. especially in basketball, because you because there's only five players on the court and there's only so many like players that you can or so there's only five players on the court and you affect the game much more than you do in football or hockey or baseball, so on and so forth. And so yeah, I think a guy like Booker and a guy like Zion, like you said, you understand why he's there, right? Because this is a made for TV event and you want to see him dunk. Um, but yeah, I would say in the East. I would take away uh, Vucci Main for Tobias Harris. Oh, Tom. God, I that in front of this guy. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I was think right. Tobias, that was the wrong move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think I think Tobias Harris has had the kind of year that is worthy of, and the best best team in the East right now, um, at least record wise, right? Um, so I think you gotta you have to reward that. So yeah, those are the two that I would have two changes I would have made. Ward, you got any snubs? Or are you good with the squad? As oh is? no, I got some snubs. Check this out. This who needs to be off of the All Star, Jalen Brown. First off, oh, oh no, these bum Celtics <laughs> right now aren't even five hundred in the Eastern Conference and got two guys on there. So if we're talking about rewarding winning. They're literally on a huge skid right now in the Eastern Conference and got two guys on there. I do like Jalen Brown. Don't get it twisted. But it's a fine line between what do I want to see in the All-Star game, like you mentioned with Vucevic or however you pronounce his last name. Um, And let's be honest, like I want to see Trey Young in the All-Star game. Like, I, like, like even though his team is losing or whatever, like I want to see his his – the deep threes, the, the passing, all of that kind of stuff. Like, that's what we – they don't even care. They don't even want to play the All-Star game. The only reason to play is for show. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I, I assume that when it comes to, like, the NBA Hall of Fame and different things, they factor in, like, how many All-Star games you went to. So it is a stat that somewhat matters um, in regards to being voted to the All-Star game. So I think I probably would take Jalen Brown off and put Trey Young on. The other snub that – I'm called a snub, but man, Mike Conley needs to get he needs to get some some kind of like like he's just been <laughs> he's always plays really good. And like I'm like, oh. you know, when it's a pandemic and you're like, man, this is the year to go ahead and just throw him in there, you know, so he can be like cool. Uh. Like, like, but like, Conley, man, is nice. I like Mike Conley. I think Mike mm-hmm. Conley probably should uh should have maybe made it, but um <clears throat> there's only so many, only only so many slots um that can be filled. And uh, I just, yeah, the, like, I don't get to it. I like watching the Celtics. I'm watching the Celtics right now. They're down 30 to the Atlanta Hawks in the first half. Right. <laughs> wow. Like, well, it might be like 25 now or something like that. But they're just getting smoked by the Atlanta Hawks in the first half. And, like, they're just irritating me. So I'm kind of like, I'm kind of taking it out on Jalen Brown a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I think that, that I think that I would definitely go with that. I think that Booker's going to end up in the game. Anthony Davis is not going to play in the uh, in the All Star game. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So Booker's going to end up in there. But I do think guys 
I, Matt Conley, Tobias Harris, like you mentioned. Like, I wasn't even going to say Tobias, but, I mean, I do think he's having a really good year. Um, that, you know, this would be a good year for some guys like that to jump in. But um, for the most part, I am glad that it's not extended. They haven't extended it out. Like, you, like I imagine the NBA is going to be like, all right, let's do 16 or 18 players or something like that, you know, just because the snubs are always like a big problem or whatever. So, I don't know. I, I, I got two things to say to that. So, first thing, if I'm going to take off one Celtic, it's got to be Jason Taylor. Not because one is better, better than the other, but because he had to sit out because he had COVID. And mm. I think that Jalen Brown was holding it down, especially with no Marcus Smart. And, you know, they're trying to figure out everything. Kimball was still trying to come back and get into his groove. So I'm going to say I would take out Jason Tatum instead of Jalen Brown. But I do agree with your point. They are falling off right now. Yeah. But with your second point, you're trying to get Mike Conley just joned on by his boys because he, he, anytime he's going to be like, I was an all-star, they're going to be like, you had that pandemic all-star. <laughs> like, you, you, you better, boy, you better oh, stop. I think they should take out the uh, – if you are like a, a player like Al Horford, Bucevic, any of these guys that are not going to put on the show, and you feel like you know there's somebody who would would put on a show like Trey Young or uh, maybe even Tobias Harris, like I would like to see you give your All Star to somebody else who's actually going to use it. It's going to be beneficial yeah. to the game. You could still be your like an All Star, could be considered an All Star because of how well you play with your team, but. You know, you're not really going to put on a show. So I would like to see some of the players try to incorporate that if they can. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's what's up. Yo, let us know what y'all think, man. Hit us up on Facebook, on IG, Twitter. Let us know. Who do y'all think should be the uh, – uh, who got snubbed? And if you if you say somebody got snubbed, you got to replace them because it's not a participation trophy. It's not a <laughs> pandemic uh, selection, right? You can't just get in because it's COVID for everybody in. I think Sabonis made it last year and he's doing he's actually playing better this year. So that's that's I, I like that pick. Yeah, so, All right, so let us know what y'all think. So let's go ahead and jump to the, the rest of the league. Um so the Lakers, the one and four in their last five games. Um, you know, Anthony Davis has been out for a while. And so, you know, now this is some referendum on LeBron, right? Because he, you know, Oh, he don't have the best player on the team. So now LeBron can't carry him. Well, you know, where's anyway. So I want to ask you, Perry, like, does this even really matter? Right? Like, is this just it's just mid-February? We ain't got football no more. Lakers are down a little bit. So now this is just a hot topic because we got to talk about something on these shows. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just a hot topic, especially LeBron James. It's just the way it is. Uh anytime any of his teams have starting to fall off. They've proven themselves when it comes to playoff time. So it ain't nothing to worry about when it comes to this team. And also, they're also missing Dennis Schroeder uh, right now. Mm -hmm. He's been de dealing with health and safety protocols. So it's just what comes with LeBron James' team. But anytime there's an injury or, like, health and safety protocols that teams are facing, I always think of it as a blessing in disguise. So guys like Kuzma, guys like Harold, guys – uh, like Wesley Matthews, all these other guys, they can really find their group. So then, you know, they're able to be the best version of themselves 
maybe that they weren't able to be when Anthony Davis was playing or Dennis Roder was out there. So it's going to be a blessing for the Lakers in the end. And you know LeBron James, he always finds a way to make everything work. So I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, and shout out before we continue the discussion. I, my per my profile doesn't show comments on the on the channel. So, um, <laughs> Mikey, shout out to Mikey. He said A World wants to see the handles and nutmeg action. That's why he wants trade <laughs> trade to, uh, to make the All Star game. Yeah, um, and shout out, shout out to the homie Greg. Uh, Greg says he would replace. Oh, Book is officially in for AD. AD's out for injury, so Devin Booker. Is now officially an all star, so congratulations to him on getting his first appearance. Oh, that's pretty dope. Um, so do you think that, but given how the Lakers are kind of in this funk right now, and you know, you talked about some role players getting a chance to shine, do you think they should make try to see if they can make some move at the deadline to add some more depth? Uh, I think that they should probably take a look at Boogie, you know, just having his. The veteran presence and the physicality that he brings to teams, and you know, of course, he was on the team last year before he got hurt. So just you know, finding a way to revamp uh, his stint with the Lakers. But I would say maybe him, and I'm not really sure of like any notable free agents off the top of my head right now that they would get as far as like swing man or guards because I really like what they have. Honestly, you got. KCP, who's playing out of his mind, just a catch and shoot on Hall of Fame badge. You got, of course, LeBron James. You got Dennis Schroeder, uh, Wesley Matthews, Mark Gasol, Montrezl Harrell. They're they're pretty stacked, to be honest. They just need to kind of stay healthy and then get the role players on the right track. So I, I don't think that they should make a, a a a move at the deadline, but if they were, so I would probably say give a look to Boogie because. That's what's up. That's what's up. Ward, you got any thoughts on the Lakers and their struggles thus far? Yeah, I just want to say, shout out to Perry, but man, if you mention Wesley Matthews, who got zero points in 26 minutes the other night, <laughs> that bump. No, hey, you proving my point. He needs AD and Schroeder to go chill out so he yeah. can get some shots up. <laughs> no, no, whenever he was like, it's a good opportunity to, for them to get the other guys, I'm like, you know what? It's a good opportunity for the, the management to realize. <laughs> Hey, that, that's the flip side of it. That's the flip side. I wasn't going to say nothing about that side, but hey, you, no, hey, you said it, not me. I think that, you know, like the reason why I always said I like college better is because I felt like, you know, the regular season mattered a lot more in college. Um, mm. um, just proceeding and different things like that. And then the excitement of each game and conference play and stuff like that. But uh, I think that we know that at the end of the day, the Lakers are going to be one of the top two seeds, more than likely the one seed. Um, and you know, Anthony Davis is going to be back, and in a seven game series, even though, um, this whole home court advantage type thing is up in the air with like you know, how many people can be in the stadiums and stuff like that, I still think they would know that they're going to probably be in the Western Conference Finals. So, um, yeah, it's just something to talk about right now. That's all that's all it really is. Um, and and just just so you know, if the Warriors squeak in at like eight or seven and end up playing a Jazz, that's upset Central in the first round <laughs> on everything. Hey, it's two thousand seven all over again. Yep, me and Loso talked about it the other day. Upset Central, bro. But yeah, no, I think it's smoking. <laughs> yep, you, you stay on that mute button, my guy. You stay on it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm doing stuff, I'm moving around. I don't want y'all to hear. It. All right, so 
Speaking of the Jazz, the Jazz are the number one seed as it stands right now in the West. 25 and 6 record. Um, nine and one in their last ten. Um, this is I mean, they're playing really great basketball, right? And it and it definitely as as of right now, right? Like we have to see how the season plays out. But you got Shaq talking about, hey, I just wanted to motivate you, Donovan. You know, I, I don't think you got what it takes. You know, like you got him <laughs> getting getting in, getting on Donovan, and and right now the team is playing really good basketball. However, we've seen this story before, especially from you know smaller market teams that have this magical regular season run doesn't play off, pay out. I'm sorry, pay off in the playoffs. Um, so the I want to ask Perry: Are the Jazz the 2015 Hawks reincarnated? Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I don't mean in terms of style of play. I mean, just in terms of the storyline, right? 2015 Hawks with Al Horford, uh, was it Jeff Joe Teague? Johnson. And the, I think Joe Johnson might have still been there or he might have moved on to Brooklyn at that point. But you had this team that makes this run, the number one seed in the West, in the Eastern Conference. And then it, it, it was all for nothing, right? So are they just a reincarnation of that team from a storyline perspective of, okay, good run, but we'll, and when NBA Finals come around, we're going to be looking at the Lakers or the Clippers. I think it all depends on uh, Donovan Mitchell. You know, he seems like he's really ready to take off, and it's clear with how they've been playing throughout this beginning of the season. But uh, I think only time will tell. I really can't say. Now, I will say that I'm still picking the Clippers, Lakers, or whoever over them right now. But it's just going to be one of those things that we have to see. Uh, but you can't, you can't pretend like they are not one of the best teams in the league right now because they're definitely playing like so time will tell i can't really you know put a pinpoint if they're gonna be a one of those teams that just gonna buzz but we'll see i hear you yeah and i mean i think for them getting that number one seed like at least not even from a storyline perspective, but just from a seeding and path to the to the Western Conference Finals is going to be crucial for them, right? Because then you're going to have likely the Lakers and the Clippers locking horns in the second round, right? So you avoid one of the L.A. teams until that West Finals. And then, you know, if what happens if A.D., re, you know, gets gets hurt again? What happens if something happens to one of the, the Clippers stars and LeBron? So, I mean – playing great basketball and being able to to carry that into the second half and maybe get that number one seed, like I would definitely be gunning for that just from, a, like I said, from a seeding standpoint and, and matchup standpoint. Um, but what, what you think about the Jazz, man? You think, are they for real This or is this just a nice story? No, yeah, I think it's just a nice story. I think it's just a nice story. I don't, I mean, I, I don't even see them beating the Nuggets if they meet up with the Nuggets in the, in the, in the, um, in the uh, playoffs. So I just um yeah I'm just not sold on them man I'm just not sold on the Jazz I haven't watched a whole lot of them I got league pass I'll be watching a lot of the games and stuff like that but I haven't um I haven't watched a whole lot of them now they start here in about an hour so we're gonna tune in to this Lakers Jazz game I'll be glued to that and uh, I might have a different uh, opinion of them maybe um uh, maybe tomorrow but yeah I still think they're they're probably fourth fourth or fifth best team in the Western Conference when it comes down to like the playoffs and like how I would like if I was to do like mm-hmm. odds on winning, you know, basically like, you know, Vegas odds or whatever, I'd have them at four. I, I think, I think don't take too much away from that jazz Lakers game just because, you know, playing in Utah, no AD. Uh, I'm not sure if they have Schroeder back yet. So I wouldn't take too much. 
from that game, I would still probably have the same perspective on them that I have right now. But another yeah. reason why I feel like, you know, they're doing the best is because they had the least amount of change over the offseason, the short offseason. Mm-hmm. Every other team was making moves. They had the exact same team. So not having a training camp and a preseason, it really didn't affect them. They just kind of continuing on with the last season. So I think that's a big reason why they are the number one seed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great point about them not having a lot of turnover, right? Because I think was it by well, did, did they they already had Bogdanovich, right? He just he just was hurt and didn't play in the bubble last year. Right. That's what it was. Okay. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. I'm not a Quinn Snyder fan either, just so I just I mean, I mean he's, he's good. <laughs> I'm not a big Quinn Snyder fan. I mean, but again, like that's the thing, right? Like that's why I make that comparison between you know them and the Hawks because Mike Budenholzer, obviously he's a really good coach. Um, you know, they, I think they're, they differ from the Hawks in that the, the jazz have a bona fide, like we, if we need a bucket, right, we're going to put the ball in Donovan Mitchell's hands and he can make something happen. Whereas the Hawks, like I, matter of fact, I mean, I should, I should stop disrespecting them and actually go look at their roster from 2015. But I mean, like, like you said, like you talked about Al Horford, like Al Horford's not striking 2015 Al Horford is not striking fear, <laughs> Into into anybody's hearts and like that's again no disrespect. Didn't they have what's the name? Um, jo- uh, Josh. Uh... No, Josh Smith was out. He might have been in Detroit or even out of the league by oh, that okay. time. Right. Like I'm looking at their squad. Like it's Al Horford. They got Kyle Korver, Paul Millsap. They had Dennis Schroeder, Jeff Teague. Like tie. If the game is tight, who is going to get you a bucket? Right. <laughs> out of those names, I just. Who's getting you a bucket? Right. And so, yeah, like it just, it just, yeah. Yeah. No now, disrespect. But no, I, I think that's the. Say that again. I about to say that. And that question was answered. Who's going to get you a bucket? That was answered when they went against the Cavs because LeBron yeah. was getting all the bucket. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Facts. Fact. Facts. But y'all, let us know what y'all think about the Utah Jazz, man. Do they got what it take to to take at least get to the Western Conference Finals? Ward, I want to ask you one final question on the Jazz. You said you would slot them fourth in the West in terms of if you had to put odds on it. Yeah, Clippers are Clippers, Lakers, and the Nuggets probably are the, the top three to me. Man, the Nuggets are too inconsistent for me. And you know, talk about you know I continuity. They lost the big piece and um. Yeah, I mean, but I think they got to get there. They got to get there, right? They're a seven seed. They're a step away from being in the playoff game or in, the, yeah. or in that play-in scenario. The seven, so, eight, I mean, nine. you know, if it, it's uh eight, it is eight nine. I think eight, eight nine, nine ten, ten eleven. It's, it's oh. seven. It's I think seven, it's eight, eight nine, nine ten. 11. It's, it's seven, seven eight nine ten. Oh, seven eight nine yeah. ten. My bad, my bad, my yeah. bad. So okay. they, so they're in the they're in the play-in thing. That's just. Like, listen, no, no one is a bigger uh, Jamal Murray guy than me, right? Like, I've, I've hashtag top ten bucket getter in the league. Like, that was me all during the bubble. You know what I'm saying? When he was just dropping fifty and forty five and thirty, that like, bro, they like MVP on our team right now, man. We gonna talk about that. We are gonna get to that before we close out the show about <laughs> top three MVP picks. But you know, I, I don't know. Like, like they're just they lost. Uh, not Jerry and Grant. That's the brother. Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy Grant, they lost Jeremy Grant, who's doing his thing. I mean, okay, not they can't make the All Star game, but he's one of those honorable mention guys, right? The way he's playing this year, but they're missing him because he was so indispensable, not only defensively, 
But then his ability to kind of be that role player that could get a bucket for him when they needed it. Um, and yeah, yeah, it, I'm a Michael Porter Jr. guy. I still think he can be a star, but man, I don't know. I don't know if, if it's going to, at least in the in Denver, I don't know if that's going to be in the cards for him. Jokic and Murray. Hey, not having Jeremy Grant, not having uh, uh, Mason Plumley, and then also uh, Tory Craig, and then Jamal Murray's been in and out of the lineup with injuries. You know, they're they facing a lot, but it's going to come down to consistency, consistency for them in the playoffs. But, you know, Jokic, he, he, we know what he's going to do every night. Like you said, we're going to get to that later, but uh, we'll see if they got it in the playoffs. That's that's when we're going to see who's who. Yep. Yep. You, you got the pretenders and you got the contenders, and we'll see that yep. in the playoffs. Yep. yep. All right, so let's jump to the Eastern Conference, man. Let's talk about, you know, I think the team that is – I think we can agree that it's playing the best basketball right now, Brooklyn Nets. Um, I'm still curious to see how this all plays out in the end, um, in part because they haven't played a lot of games together, right? Like KD's been out, Kyrie's yeah. been out. Um, so I want to start by asking you, Perry, like how concerned are you about KD's, I believe it's his hamstring, right? Right. So how concerned are you about his hamstring and whether or not, you know, that's going to be able to hold up to in the second half and for this playoff push? I'm not worried at all. You know, I think at this point in his career, and after, especially after what he's been through over the past few years, they're going to take uh, great precaution. And as long as I'm not sure if it's on the same leg as uh, the last injury, but, you know, I, I just think that they're going to take their time with him. In the meantime, I think James Harden and Kyrie Irving are going to get real acclimated because I think uh, the records when it comes to, like, if they're playing – with just one other star instead of uh, the other two stars, all three of them together, it's it's, it's usually like eight and two or something like that for mm-hmm. almost each duo. So mm-hmm. uh, those three those three guys they gonna get it together just because it's gonna come down to. Can you hear me? You good? No, you good? Yeah, you good? I think it might playoffs, be me. Just gonna come. Be. I need to switch to Google Five. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> it's you. Go ahead, man. Uh, when it comes to the playoffs, it's just going to come down to those three guys just wanting it. They have so much talent. It's just going to come down to those three guys just wanting it. I I, I was thinking that it's going to be very important for their depth to be in play, but I know that rotation is usually shortened when it comes to the playoffs, and you, you're probably going to have one of those guys out on the court at all times. So it's just going to come down to seeing, uh, you know, can they get defensive stops very timely at, at certain points in the game? So I, I'm not really worried about them or KD's injury. It's going to be a matter of uh, them staying healthy and also buying into what Coach Steve Nash is trying to put out there. Yep, yep. yep. Your war, your thoughts on KD and what, what oh. his, uh, whether the injury is going to hold him back? Nah, I don't think – and I, I personally I know this sounds weird, but, like, I'm kind of – I'm kind of like watching them play and I'm like, man, like, is there really enough shots for all three of them? Like, <laughs> um, you know, I think <laughs> on this whole West Coast tour that they've been on, they were five and oh, six and oh. I think they beat the Kings last night, six and oh, um, in the last six without KD. And uh, ever since Kyrie's basically said, like, yo, James Harden, you're the point guard, just let me do what I do. Like, he's played so much, um, so much more free. He's, I mean, he, Kyrie, he's incredible. Um, so like, I'm not, I'm not too worried about them. I I'm, I'm more so worried just the chemistry of that. How many games can they all get together? And then when it comes down to it, like in the, in the playoffs, like 
who's taking those shots? Is the ball sticking? Is anybody looking around? You know, if the shots missed, is 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 Harden over here on the wing? You know, getting back on D. You know, like just those pivotal plays, like you said, like locking down D and and making sure that those those uh those those situations that they're kind of you know a cohesive unit or whatever. But as of right now, all they need is two of them to probably keep the one seed and stay. You know. In, in the driver's seat in the East. Outside of Philly, I don't really think that they have much competition out there. I think the most pivotal game that let me know what type of team they were was when against the Los Angeles Clippers a few weeks ago. And mm-hmm. it came down to the last uh, few plays, and they were able to get stops. And then uh, they also learned from the, the previous game when they had made that mistake against the Wizards and who was throwing in the ball and all that type of stuff. So it lets me know that they, they're learning on the fly. And as long as they continue to do that, they should be all right when it comes to playoff time. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask this about Harden. Um, like, so I, he's getting, I know Kyrie went to him and said, hey, you're the point guard now, which very gracious of Kyrie to give up you know, the burden <laughs> of having to actually get others involved, you know. They're very humanitarian. <laughs> um, but they talked a lot about Harden, and he's he's not taking as many shots, right? He's kind of changed his style of play. Like, am I tripping, or could Harden have played like this in Houston? Like, couldn't he have played like this with not being as dominating and getting other people involved, or am I tripping on that? I think even though – he is an assistant coach on the coaching staff. Mike D'Antoni is. I think it's kind of different with philosophies as far as Steve Nash believes in because he seems to believe in more like off-ball, backdoor cuts. It's, it's, it's more Steve Courage to me. And I really like how he has their uh, offense moving. He doesn't really draw too many plays. Now, when it was uh, Mike D'Antoni in Houston, it was a lot of pick and roll. And we're going to just keep dribbling this. And then hopefully everybody collapses and we're going to kick out to P.J. Tucker in the corner or Eric Gordon for a three. So it, it's, a, it's, it's different to me. And I think that James Harden probably wanted to do it, but he understood not only the talent that he had on his team, but also, you know, what Mike D'Antoni was trying to put out there. Because it seems like James Harden is so good that he's going to be good no matter what system he's in. So... I, I, I think it just depends on who's the head coach of what type of offense he's going to be running. Yep. You back, everyone? All right. So, any other? Yo. You just got a little lag. You just got like a little two second lag, but you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I need to switch to Google Fiber. And my, day, my days with <laughs> AT&T are coming to an end. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead. So my, my internet hope he doesn't fail. <laughs> hey, what? You got that? You got that Luka Doncic uh, internet? Like it runs at its own pace. <laughs> yeah, your internet, your internet at its own pace. Hey, y'all really some rappers, man, to be coming up with bars like that. You got that Luka Doncic. <laughs> hey, let me tell y'all this though. When I first started doing those interviews. I had done my first one. It was with Chris Miles from NBA TV. And I ain't going to say no names, but uh, I was on this one phone connection, all right? And I was on 5G doing whatever I could. Mind you, I'm new to the game when it comes to doing these lives and yada, yada, yada. So I'm 
I do the interview and the connection is terrible. To this day, I have not reposted a single thing from that video. Just because you would never see me. All you see is a caramel blur. Just you see forehead. And every time I say something, I'm still over here and all that type of stuff. So after that, I switched phone connections and I've been great since. So hey, that that connection move, that's something serious. I promise. Yep. Bruh, bruh. I'm gonna watch this back and I'm gonna be like, oh my god. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's 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 go jump into the last topic. Y'all let us know what y'all think about the Brooklyn Nets. Um, are they title con well not we know they're title contenders? Um actually, I'll ask y'all just real quick, yes or no. Nets in the finals. Nets will represent the East in the finals, yes or no, Perry. Yes. War, you shook your head, affirming. Okay. Uh, uh -oh. yeah, I'll, I'll ride with that. For now. <laughs> I'll ride with that for now. I just, I need to see, I need to see how Philly, what, what Philly does. You know, if they try to see if they can add any more pieces, they try to see if they can go get JJ Redick if the, if the Pelicans decide to cut him loose or if they can try to get him for some, you know, expiring contract or something. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. But, um, speaking of MB, let's jump into this final topic. Let's get into this MVP talk. Um, you know, I, I lit I chopped the list down to only a top three for a reason because I want you to make some hard choices and really like put some thought into who at the at the midway point who is leading the race for, for MVP. So war, I'm gonna start with you. Who do you have right now? Top three starting at one and going to three as as you're at the halfway point. Who's your top three MVP picks? Mine is the Joker, Embiid, and Curry. That's my top three right there. And I got Curry at number three, biasly. So. <laughs> Why biasly? Um, well, because, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, he's obviously, like, in the last month and a half or whatever. I don't know if you remember after the first four or five games of the year, we were like, oh. yo, why do they keep putting the Warriors on national television? Like, this is <laughs> not. Like, we were upset. You know what I mean? And, like, Curry was like, don't worry. I got y'all. I'll make sure that, you know, <laughs> you know, and like, he's just kind of like, like really just hit a, hit a stride, I think recently, but yeah, I think uh, the Joker and Embiid right now, and it's weird to say that in like a, a big man, in a non big man league, you know, um, to say those two guys who are the, probably the two best big men. Um, but right. yeah, I would probably have, I would probably have both of them right now. All right, Perry, how about you? Who you got top three picks? All right, give me a second. I got, I got some explanations behind this. All right, so no, so number one, I got Embiid. We we can't understand what he's been doing in Philadelphia. Uh, him buying into what Doc Rivers is preaching and the coach that he's building over there. He has uh, Embiid playing MVP caliber with these uh, amazing numbers, alongside playing uh, with his playing guard Ben Simmons, who's not a shooter at all in a shooter's mm -hmm. league. So. Mind you of that, but you know, I just I, I can't understate what he's been doing out there, especially what I've been watching the inconsistency that we've seen from Joel and B. He looks like a totally different player, so that's my number one. Number two, I got to go with Jokic. Every every game, I, I promise, I say, What a pass five times a quarter, not a game, but five times a quarter. I'm always like, Man, how did how did he see that? What a bounce pass, what a no look. Uh, he got Dimer on Hall of Fame, so I definitely got Jokic number two. Number three, 
I got my boy Dame Dollar. And yes, there's a little bit of bias in that. But mind you, he's doing all this. He's being successful without CJ McCollum, without Houston Nurkic, without Zach Collins. Uh, he's got Rodney Hood coming back from a major injury. Uh, he just got all these things that he's dealing with, and he still has them as top five seed in the Western Conference. Western Conference is always clogged like a nose in the wintertime. So mm -hmm. mind you of that. So I got Dame Dollar as third. Curry would be in my three, but I'm a big believer that there should be a, a comeback player of the year award, and I feel like he's more fit for that just because we don't know if they're going to be in the playoffs or not because of the West being so tough and they still got to play in that play-in game. No Clay Thompson. Uh, yeah. You got to be concerned about uh, how well Kelly Oubre is playing and also all the other guys. Is Draymond healthy? So I feel like Curry's having an amazing season and he's definitely putting up MVP numbers. He's arguably playing better than he did in his MVP seasons just because of the load that he's had to carry, but I feel like he's more fit for an award, like a comeback player of the year award. Okay, okay. Yeah, I definitely respect that. And you actually just changed my mind on one of my picks. So <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate your perspective there. Um, I agree with you. I have Joel Embiid right now as the as the leader of the, of the pack going into the All-Star break. Um, like you said, I think with MVP – I think you have to reward perseverance, but I think you also reward winning. Like we talked about that mm -hmm. earlier about when you're talking about all-star, right? Winning has to factor into it. Um, and I think right now, best record in the, in the East, if they finish with the number one seed or if they finish as a number mm -hmm. two seed and they're like a couple of games behind Brooklyn, I think in a, I, and especially if he continues on the pace, he's on 32 and 11 right now. Um, so, I mean, which is crazy crazy numbers and i think they said i think i saw i heard a stat that no player has like if he pulls this off he would be the first player since Carl malone i think to pull off a 30 point and 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 in excess of 10 points so 30 and 11 actually so if he does that he'll be the first player since Carl malone i think in his mvp season and i think it was at 98 mm -hmm. where to pull off a 30 and 11 in, in a year so i think you got to reward him for being number one Number two, I'm going to go with LeBron, man. I think LeBron has been – granted, this last – ah, come on now. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. I think he's been playing really, <laughs> really well, man. I think he's playing playing high-level basketball. We're, I don't want to – I want to stay out of this whole Tom Brady. Look how look how old he is, yada, 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 and, and bring his age into it because I think that's a lazy narrative. I think that's a lazy talk. But I think the dude has been playing really incredible. These last five games aside, these last five games aside, he's been playing really, really good basketball. And lastly, you made me, you made me change my mind because I had Steph. I had Steph. And I do think that if they end up as a six seed, he might, and he kind of stays on this. He's already matching his numbers from his MVP run in 2018. If he can keep up this level of play and he gets out of that play-in territory, he gets to that six seed. We already saw a precedent with Russell Westbrook getting an MVP despite not winning 50 games, despite being a sub four seed, being a six seed. You might see because he's likable too, because it's Steph, it's the Warriors. He might steal that thing, especially if the Sixers start to fall back a little bit, especially if the Nuggets, like I got a lot of respect for Jokic. You know, like I'm I'm six two, 
you know, but all my life I had to play big man. You know what I'm saying? And so like I'm not I'm not nearly the gifted passer that Jokic is, but you know, I I used to call myself Fat Boris Dio, right? Like I do a little bit of everything. I can pass a little bit. I can, you know, in in rare instances I can lead a break, you know. So again, like I respect Jokic's game. I love Jokic's Jokic's game. I love watching him play. The Nuggets are one of my kind of like league pass favorites to watch um, when they're not on national TV. But man, you're 17 and 14. You know, like you you're in you're in play. You're right now you're a play-in team, and you just have to be better than that. I understand what you're saying about the losses, like we talked about continuity, losing Murray. I mean Murray in and out of the lineup, losing Tory Craig, losing Grant, right? Losing Mason Plumley. Uh, which whoever thought a Plumley brother would be, you know, kind of key to your team's <laughs> success. Neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, man, I just think I just I can't I can't rock with it, man. I can't rock with it. So if they if they can get back to like a four seed, I could I could definitely see Jokic being a being a guy to steal that. Uh, what, why no love for my LeBron at number two though? Yo, so who so who's your number three? You said it was gonna be Steph. It's Dane. It's Dane. Oh, it's Dane. Think, okay. Like when he talked, when he just brought about, and I, and I just, I saw somebody tweet that the other day about he should be getting more love for what he's doing and the run that they're on currently with all the with all the pieces that they're missing. And I mean that. That. So, that is, so who, who, who's the, who's the quote unquote dark horses? Like Harden, like Harden, can he, can he get there? Obviously, Bradley Bill's not going to get there because they're not going to win enough games. But he, I mean, Bradley Bill could get door, scoring champ, right? I mean, he could probably possibly. Yeah, um, I think okay. Harden. I think Harden is going to get if they continue, which to me he shouldn't because of how he acted in Houston. Like I just, um, I can't get you can't you can't show up out of shape. You know you can't show up looking like <laughs> me. You know what I'm saying? And you know not playing, he getting into it with people and then get the MVP. That that's just that's just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you hey, think? You I, think? I was about to say. I think the dark horse for me. Just because of how much love he's getting, he's starting in the All Star game, and mm-hmm. he, he, he there's an argue there's an argument for him not being a starter. I would probably say Luca if they find yeah, a way yeah. to go on a run, and uh, Chris Asporzingis comes back healthy and he's able to contribute, and they start winning some games. I think Luca he's going to be one of the favorites because for one he was already one of the favorites coming into the season. So if he starts putting some numbers and more game yeah. winners together. Oh yeah, then he's gonna definitely be a dark horse. Yep. Seven and three in their last ten. Yep. All right, all right, cool, man. So let us know what y'all think. I'm gonna hold off on that last topic, Perry. I'm gonna bring you back because we're I mean, we're gonna be talking NBA as we go through the through the rest of the year. So I definitely want to get you on that last topic. Um, but we're gonna call it a show for tonight. I want to thank everyone who's tuned in on Facebook. Shout out to my shout out to the shadow producer. Uh, to Vita, me and him have conversations on in DMs, having conversations about topics and different things. So, shout out to the homie Tavita. He said the Warriors um, are still what do you say? Warriors are still the business, still one of the better teams. Um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see. But um, shout out to everybody who watched on whether it was Periscope, Facebook Live, YouTube. Um, uh, once again, you can find every episode of It's a Black and White Thing by going to. The podcast app of your choice, searching for brains and bars. Please rate, review, and subscribe. The more you do that, the more people who get to see this show or hear this show. You can check us out on YouTube by searching at brains and bars. If and you can catch us on Periscope, Facebook Live. Once again, if you catch us on a live airing, please 
share and like the broadcast no matter the platform you're on we greatly appreciate it um go to imaward.com for everything battle related merch related music related everything loso.com kings versus queens two coming up him versus vixen um every i have to just say everything loso.com um and so once again i want to thank our special guests perry randall the third one more time plug uh your social media where people can find you man it's at p randall i i i p r a d l d or i can't even say my own handle give me one second it's at p randall p r a d a n d l e i i i uh it'll be somewhere y'all find it it's somewhere out there that's what's up man i appreciate you appreciate you coming on with this like we're going to definitely have you on again as we get later into this nba playoffs in the final so we appreciate you sir thank you very much for coming on um until next time it's been a black and white thing i appreciate y'all we'll holler at y'all next week man appreciate y'all